Okay, so there are two copies in front of you if you're listening online. That's you, Naftali. And now there was another one uploaded today. So I don't know if there was any grand announcement in Passaic, but you can uh, take a look because we're going to be... I just have two pages. I'll hold on to this first copy also because we have to get back to the middle Marmachamis. I want to finish up the theme of the uh, Mishpatea Teira. And uh, the next stickle he has is what everybody was screaming and yelling, asking about with the Bob Martyrus and the dangerous uh, shotguns and the like. So Mitzvah we're going to address that as well. The first part he already discussed, he felt it was a Pushto, others felt it wasn't a Raya, that's what you were machaving to last night. We have one Misa from Rabbi Shua in Derech Eretz Rabbah, and Derech Eretz Rabbah has the status as the Misa was brought without a comment, without a chaylik, so we assume Rabbi Yeshua is teaching us a din. And that is that of the thousands of guests he had, we hope this only happened once, but he set up a situation where it would be extremely dangerous, if not lethal, to try to get down. The Lushan inside, which I didn't copy for you, is great about breaking mafrakta, which is like breaking his neck the end of the spine. Very, very dangerous. It doesn't sound like, from other Gemara's, it sounds like he wouldn't survive much longer. I'm sure he wasn't trying to do that, but Masachrenim, as he pointed out, hold that's classic with Niver, and he wants to say you're allowed to do that to protect your assets, and therefore over here as well you could put down the $100 bill to try to test him. The argument against that is that you could do whatever you want in your Rishos. We'll get back to that tonight. But that doesn't mean you could take somebody who might have been the Ghan of yesterday, maybe yeah, maybe not, but if he was the Ghan of yesterday, he'll be a Ghan of again today, and if he wasn't the Ghan of yesterday, he might be the Ghan of today. So besides the fact you're not really proving anything, you're just getting closer to trying to get him to admit, that's the Matara over here, but Lamaisa, Tamata Lefnever, Chari wouldn't be pushing. He holds that it is a raya, others hold it isn't. We'll see later on in the week or next week. Rosh Hashanah is a tshuva, and he, uh, unusual for a tshuva in the Mech it's so close he doesn't have a maskana because of these competing factors. So we will get into that more. Right now, he makes a different point in the last part, which I want to show you, which is Nagea to the Metzias at home. Already we said you can't just test children and Talmidim, stop to see what they're holding to improve them because the ritual would allow it, Tesis would not. Go on page 8 to the second to last paragraph on the footnote. And then after this point, which I think is an important one, we'll go back to the uh, shotgun and crocodiles and dogs. To see his midas, where he's holding, dealing with his It's not to protect assets, it's not to recover assets. He believes there's a scenario where they wouldn't have to be mafkarit in the first place. Remember, even if it's mafkarit, Taisus holds its also if he doesn't tell him ahead of time because of Neskavala, Chobasa, Chazir. So what's the case? So he gives a, a case which is Nagea to everybody's dining room. There are people who leave their wallets in their jackets. And they take their jacket. I don't know why we have hangers and closets in the house. That's probably what your wives want to know. But the men usually, on a good day, 
drape it over the back of a chair. And usually you need a chair big enough to hold the broad shoulders of your jackets, so it's a dining room chair. You're leaving it out in what in the home is Rosh uh, Sarabim. And you go to sleep in a bedroom. Is that you're not trying to test anybody, you just want to get up early in the morning and go to shul. You want your jacket there and you don't want to wake up your wife. Very common scenario. Some people leave their jacket in the pants and the pants is not in the room. Either way, you don't want to wake up your wife. So is that lift either? Because some household members might help themselves to $10 for some extra snack? I'm not saying that's common. Kids usually ask, good kids, but is that lift either if you're doing something you normally do and you have to stop being cheshish, I should inconvenience myself and I shouldn't put it there because it might be lift either? I had a shaila a number of months ago in a dorm, and this is Mornagea, where there were a number of, time to time, there are unfortunately, and without going through the whole mice, I give too many details, it might not be good for the people involved, but turns out that there was a bocher who was visiting from somewhere else, wasn't in this country, and he was hanging around, and then certain things are missing, cash, a little bit here and there, a credit card, whatever the case may be, and obviously he had issues. Uh, it happens from time to time. That's why uh, Ganov can be a normal person in other areas, and he uh, has the aids of her. He doesn't have money. He sees other people spending money, which might be lifneiver for Bachram from well-to-do homes to spend money like water in front of other Bachram. Stam. Uh, not lifneiver literally, but might not be good for uh, Ayan Hur and other things, and Stam causing kinna. But that's a different schmooze. So, the kids of stuff was missing and they had a suspicion and then they started looking around and they realized uh, it was him and the one of the Bachman called me and I said you got to be very careful because you can't assume it's definitely him but he needs help and you also need to protect your assets so I said by the way why don't you uh, lock the door they said lock the door there's no lock in the door we lock the door and nobody carries around a key this is like the 14 Bachman in here so I said, why don't you get a Shabbos lock? He said, we don't have one. So I said, go get a Shabbos lock and have them come to Matzestor wherever they are and start installing it. So it's not happening soon. That would be a good idea. But he said, even that wouldn't work because if somebody's hanging around, the shooting events, you can just hang around a little bit longer and everybody knows the Mahalach, everybody else, and he knows. Everybody takes the jacket at the end of the day, the back of the night, it's 12 o'clock at night. And if they have a lot around, the wallet is in the jacket where they leave in the dining room table. So that's where you normally leave it. That's with Eva. So he's going to argue, somewhat convincingly, it better not be, because that's regular, it's a regular stam mahalach in a house. We're not worried the kids are taking money. But in a dorm situation where there are 10, 15 bachrim and there are people coming and going all the time, and you know there's a problem. So I told him, I said, just for the, the kids having an issue and you don't want to certainly further the issue and uh, you want to protect your assets why not put it in your room so of course he said I knew this was coming so I lived in a dorm my whole life there's no room anywhere there's like beds on top beds he doesn't have a sprawling night table so he says the Grand Central Station dumping grounds is the dining room if you call that a dining room so is that living either that's where you normally put it Pash is not 
And especially, he told me in the second conversation, he said, for this bachar, is not going to be living either because unfortunately after all my instructions, I had to be very careful with this covered and not embarrassing. And he, I, he found out some other bachar explained it to him. And uh, that was a little bit, um, I won't say overkill because bachar Hashem is alive, but uh, I, that's what I told him not to do. Okay, boys will be boys. But he's not coming back uh, for anybody's jacket anytime soon. Okay, I know that's a good ending, a bad ending. But, Shailis, can I leave my jacket? That's living either? I'm, I'm, somebody's walking around, so I can't leave my jacket, I'm supposed to leave my jacket? That can be very inconvenient. So, that's what he's trying to answer up over here. My case at home, where you don't suspect the kids are taking things normally, versus this case in the dorm where they knew they had a problem, are different. And not necessarily what he said he's about to say in that case, if you know there's a problem. But let's say they got rid of this problem and they solved that problem, which they did. And he's not coming back. You have to be chayshish. It's going to happen again. And it happens every couple of years. They have a rash of robberies and it could be the cleaning lady. It could be uh, some other kid from somewhere else. It could be a million things. It could be some of our cousins there. They have they walk around the line sometimes. It could be many different culprits. So now I can't because it might be uh, Lifneiver. And there's Lifneiver for a guy... Awesome. Geneva is one of the Zion mitzvahs. So, let's see his example. Vahainu, first word in the paragraph. Bottom of page 8. Hanuaka asher av. Aisa maise To do an active test, to run a test, to see where he's holding with Madrega, to work on his midas. That's a machlekes and we're machmer. Kegan sharei b'fano beged l'achitza shamashir arnak b'kavano l'shochan k'day sh'aben v'atam hika chazeh. And even then, that would get rid of part of the problem, wouldn't necessarily get rid of the rest uh, per the Machlaikis. That's where he keeps his wallet and that's where he keeps his jacket. And there might be an issue. Not only are you allowed to keep your jacket there, you don't even have to be mafka the money. Even a son, which the father would be happy to do. He doesn't want his son to get in trouble. Um, but the son, or a stranger, Lehi Kashel, page 9. That's an interesting assumption. What's his raya? He says, Rabbi Shua put him to sleep in the loft, gave him a nice pillow, a nice blanket, and whatever was up there wasn't too valuable, but it was worth something. He was walking out with the blanket, the pillow, the tissue boxes, and the alarm clock. And he claims that Rabbi Shua wasn't mafkarit. Is that Mufkar? Is that uh, Mufkar? He wasn't Mufkar for a very practical reason. Because the guy wasn't getting anywhere. How's he going to get out? So I'm not sure why that's a riot. Probably sure probably wasn't Mufkar because the guy can't escape anyway. So I don't know if the riot is a riot, but the aside might be true, which he continues. <laughs> And even that, again, is my flake in Skyrim, Lorch, Abbas, Chazir. He's not creating a new Nisoyen. This is where he leaves his jacket. And it's implicit, he's assuming you're allowed to leave your jacket there. So, I think the first part is true. We don't have to start, even though we had a riot, remember the Gemara, he's leaving the wood, 
and he didn't want, he was afraid the guy was going to take it, so he kept on uh, buying back. That was Amidus Chasidus, Pashtus. You, don't, you can't, we don't want to be martial people, but you can't run your life never putting anything where it's supposed to be because somebody might take it. And if that weren't true, you wouldn't be able to have a cleaning lady in the house who was perhaps an Akum or somebody else so who is Chayv and Zayimitzis and might have a Yitzhar. The minig is we allow people to clean houses and we're not always home. So how is that? That was telling me recently that he was Cheshav Echerim. He couldn't believe it. He thought the cleaning lady took something and he found it after a week. I said, I don't know if you're Cheshav Echerim. It's the only... You were there's, no, there's, seriously, there's three madregas. There's a banani where you have to be down the kaschus. If it's 50-50, to assume he did the right thing. If it's a tzaddik, even if it was 90-10 in the wrong direction. If it's a rosha, even if it was 90-10. I'm not saying they were shayim. It could be, so some of them are very nice and honest. But that's not necessarily the uh, fallback position. So the minute is we leave things around and we're not worried about it. And it's the price of doing business. So that wouldn't be considered the nevis. I agree with you. Sorry, the, the raya is not so partial. Okay, now we get back to the Shailas uh, that all of you are asking. Can you... Are we mafia? Um, we don't... I never noticed anybody in the neighborhood running after somebody out of the house. I'm if that's what you're asking. Uh, usually if they're running out with the lifters, you would be saying something else. Uh, so, according to what he's timing, and I think that part's partial, you don't have to be mafia because you're allowed to set up the matziv because you're, it's a normal operating procedure. This is where you keep things. Is it smart to keep your wallet in a view and keep your cash on? No, but is that lifting either? If it's mamish like cash lying around all over the house, and yes, I would, everybody would agree that's lifting either. Nobody really does that, but there are plenty of valuables around the house, and that we do. That's, that's an old place to put it. I don't think that's lifting either. Sounds like a cooler, but that's, I'm trying to justify the minute, and, and so is he. Last night, at the end of this year, so everybody wanted to know what's the din above Mavteris as opposed to the shotgun case. And that's what he deals with in the very next uh, shtickle, if you look at your new copy on page one. These cases are pretty graphic, but this is a real case. I'll uh, say it over outside, and I'll just, I'm going to show you a couple of parts inside. Uh, there's a fellow who had a number of break-ins, and this is very too strong. So... The guy, let's say he's on the second floor or third floor, and he has a merpeset. On the merpeset, usually one of them, you have merpeset the balcony, for anybody who's never been to Shalom. And he has a clothesline there. And the guy, um, the kind of, figured out that if he climbs up a couple of clotheslines, he'll be able to get into the house. And there are number break-ins, and the homeowner was fed up. And he decided he's going to unscrew the clothesline and then put it back in a very fragile way. And when the guy climbs up next time, he's going to be like the other guy with Rabbi Yeshua in the same matzah, depending how many flights up it is. And he waited, and kachavi, and the guy fell down, and whatever happened to his ribs, his backs, whatever it is, and it's, that's the same case of Rabbi Yeshua, or is it? And uh, is that mutter? The guy had Nazikin, so he didn't get killed. Is that mutter to do? And the answer, Lukhara, is based on the Maisa with Rabbi Shua, Derech Rabba, it should 
clearly be mutter. The problem is, take a look at page two. As a matter of fact, we'll go straight to the the kasha on it. To dig pits on your property and you cover it with some hay and any intruder will fall in because he doesn't know where they are. But you tell all the kids, all the neighbors, all the friends, all the distant relatives who might come for a visit, you give them a map and you tell them this place is very um, explosive. Like you plant landmines, that's a little extreme. And um, you dig virus. Or you have ferocious dogs. Or we spoke about the crocodiles. Somebody asked me the crocodiles people would see. I was talking about the crocodiles that stay on the water until somebody shows up. Now, the purpose of the moat, by the way, is that's the regular highway. The normal way to get to the house is when the thing is down, you walk across. Only Aganov is going to try to swim across. The only guy. That's why they're crocodiles. Is this mutter? The problem is, is the Farish Gemara Baba Kama, that it's usr. So, in footnote number one, first thing he does is he points out, and everybody's asking him to this, that if somebody comes into my property and gets damaged by the bar, by my shar, and these are kama vakama mishnais and gamaris, I don't have to pay because what are you doing on my property? You would be misled if you only see one gamar, which is always dangerous to think, okay, so it's mutter to set up these traps, and I do that because I want ferocious dogs and I want pits and things like that because I don't want intruders. The Gemara only says that you're putter if they come in and they get damaged. The other Gemara, Baba Kama, which we're going to see brought down right now, says that there's a separate Isser, you can't put dangerous things in your property. And here's the problem, because we're describing Rabbi Shua takes away the ladder. Why is that a violation of And this guy's hanging from the repeset on the uh, clothesline, and the clothesline gives way. Why would that be mutter? Is it mutter? As opposed to the ferocious dog and the crocodiles and our shotgun, which in half of the states of the Union might be mutter. That's the question over here, and it's a serious question. And there is one mahalach uh, I'm going to suggest, which uh, I think we do accept. Take a look at the second paragraph in footnote number one on page two. Amna Mavur, Gemar Baba Kama, Ra. They scare people and they bark, as you mentioned last night, even good people who are knocking on the door. And you know, they scare people and they bite sometimes. You can't have faulty ladders and faulty clotheslines. spells this out. It's very important. It says the homeowner is not crazy. Why would he put dangerous things in his property? You need a pusik das in there? The answer is, the homeowner thinks he's going to tell his friends, neighbors, kids, and his neighbors, neighbors, and everybody's going to, he's just not going to tell the intruders in the ganavan. So you would think, that's a mahalach, kamash malan, it's not a mahalach, but somebody's going to fall in, literally. Somebody's going to forget. You're going to have your first cousin, who you haven't seen in years, who happened to remember your birthday, and he's going to be coming for a surprise party, and the only one that's going to be surprised is him when he falls into the bar. You can't tell everybody, and it's dangerous. You can't have dangerous things in your property. That's what the Gemara says quite clearly. Even though you tell people, and they're going to be careful, he's only doing it with the Ganavim in mind. The Masha says, You cannot have dangerous things in your property. 
Even if it's not lethal, the guy's going to get damaged. He shouldn't be in Marishas. Kamash Blad, it's Asr. No. So, as he asked the next line, this Marsha doesn't talk about what you do with Rabbi Shua's case. Why is that case Mutter and all these cases Asr? That's the big question over here. Take a look at page three. Isn't there a lot if somebody comes to rob you, you're allowed to kill him? So why would this be? Well, because bother you're allowed to kill him? Boy, no, you. What? Rob. Rob? Oh, he's uh, so yeah. Rob, as in Bob Maltares, yeah. So somebody asked that last night, and it was you in absentia. And the chilek over there is if you see him, you don't have to start thinking, is he armed? Is he not? Does he really mean business, or am I going to scare him off? You could shoot to kill and then ask questions. Yeah, that's exactly the cause. One second. See here, you don't know if he's armed or not. Right, and that's the chiddush. You don't have to find out. Iron's question was, what if you're not home? So I started answering that last night. The crocodiles. I'm using a ridiculous example, only to remind you of the Middle Ages. And uh, the crocodiles can't be brought to the kennel every time you leave the house for a day on vacation. So if you're doing that, if it's mutter, we didn't explain why it's mutter yet, but if it's mutter, you don't have to keep moving things around because just like a lot of put your jacket, you have to live. You put your jacket in your dining room table and you can't stop moving things around every time you leave. Aaron, you had a case that went to court? Not you, but you heard about it, not you. About a guy who had a summer home and nine months a year he wasn't there and he had a shotgun and somebody broke in and went off and they tainted. Why did you go into overdrive and that's overkill, literally, and you shouldn't have done it? So maybe one could say, well, you didn't leave for a couple of days, you left for nine months. Why have that? I think, and I'll explain in a moment based on the terrorists, that that might be okay also, but Martyrus is a special issue. You can actually kill the Yadayim Yassim, no questions asked. So that's a, it's a different Gzeyasakasav within the general sugya. Take a look at page three. And he explains, second paragraph. When he is Shekim chilek malsi ben amikar. Marsha chidish. Marsha saying pshat in this gemara baba kama. Shabachal malkam shevsha shadam chaf mi pesha yinazik meatakala. If it's ever a situation where somebody innocent can get hurt, even though the balabais is just aiming at the ganavim, and he warned everybody he could warn, but you're not going to get to everybody. Al pisha balabais adil lechol ben amitzal chal anashim mitzin liyaratakala mesakana b'chazos yitachin upam aches yishku metakala. They'll either forget or somebody will visit that wasn't notified. Or visitors. And that's the Chiddush of Nasan. You can't have any potential takala. Lasasan damim is any dangerous thing in the house. Is also even if you think you're going to warn everybody, Kamash Malan is dangerous, you can't have it. Even though you're aiming at the Ganavim. However, now this is a hard thing to quantify, but he suggests in theory, if it's something that really won't come up, you don't have to warn the whole world and give repeated warnings and send out letters and notifications. You're setting something up where the only scenario that somebody's going to get hurt is when a Ganav is doing something. So, and you have to you have to fit this in. But that's a suggestion. I think everybody's asking to this. 
So let's start with Rabbi Shua, because that's the only benchmark example we have. So Rabbi Shua, everybody kept asking about the bathroom and everything else he needs, and they're worried about fires. They didn't worry about fires then and other emergencies. So it was, I didn't say it was rare, but that wasn't uh, on their mind. That wasn't uh, something you check out. Oh, I'm going to sleep in the loft. Where's the fire exit? Just didn't come up. Well, for whatever reason. So, and it doesn't have to go to the bathroom or the bathroom's up there or they didn't uh, go to the outhouse for the bathroom. So, there is no reason for him to be leaving under cover of darkness unless he's running away with your items. There's no other way that this is going to barring, I mean, there could be wild cases, one in a million, but we're not worried about that. That's not a violation of the done. Crocodiles swimming across a body of water instead of walking on the bridge. When it's down, that area in the water, that's not for swimming purposes. <laughs> the only person who's going to try to dive in there is a person who's attacking, a person who's trying to steal. That's not a violation. Let's sell some dumbing. It's, it's obvious. You have to know how palaces are laid out. And no, one's, no, no cousin from out of state is going to come and make a surprise party and try to get in the house by swimming in the water by the moat. Just not going to happen. The shotgun, I don't know enough about this technology with the garage door, but I imagined it something like if you force an electric garage door open and you have to force it and it's a heavy garage door, the kids are not going to do that, the neighbor's not going to do it, your cousin who's making a surprise party is not going to break your garage door. The only person who's going to do this is a ganov. If you have a fence, and the only way, a real good fence, the only way to get in is with wire cutters. I don't care who your first cousin is and how fancy he wants to make this surprise party. I mean, you never know. Some, that's some very wild color war breakouts. We spoke about that on the separate cover. Uh, <laughs> but assuming that that's not normal, that's not an option, so then that's not a violation. Let's us and dumb And clotheslines, he's assuming, one can dine on this, nobody normal pulls themselves off on clotheslines to come in through the merpesset. I'm not, I hope not. Why wouldn't a teenage kid want to, on a boring Cholomoyed afternoon, want to pull a stunt like that? Or if you're locked out of the house, why wouldn't you want to, if it's on the second floor, pull yourself up? I'm just saying, this case that he's talking about, which happened, I'm not sure, is that so out of it? If it's on the fifth floor, guy would look a little funny climbing up, going up five floors, I don't think he'd get away with it. So, we're not going to die on the Messias. I'm just putting it out there. It has to be something. If it's come out to any chance, somebody's going to get hurt after all your announcements. It's usser, and you can't even do it against Ganovin because somebody might get hurt. If that somebody is only a Ganov because nobody else would pull a stunt like this, then it's Mutu. That's the aside. Does that answer the questions from last night? Aaron, are you satisfied? That's going back to your guy who wasn't there nine months a year. If he sets something up, you have to force the garage door open that nobody normal would do, even if they have a key. And it's only reserved for God of him. The Pasha says it should be mutter. You say, why do you shoot for the foot? I don't know too much about shotguns. I, actually, I do know, because we had a shear on various guns, if you remember, three years ago. And it was a chiddush to me when I researched it. But shotguns, of all guns, are pretty wild. And they don't really shoot that well. They're kind of like all over the place. So if they don't have it facing straight and they're trying to shoot to the ground, they're probably not going to deter the guy. But I don't know what the Mitzvah is, and he, he put it in the, the bedroom because he, he didn't actually want somebody open the front door because anything could happen. Right. We know that if somebody's going to 
That's good. Okay, that's a good defense. Were you his attorney? That's pretty good. Uh, so he put it in the bedroom. So the guy would have to explain who's going to the bedroom. You might argue, maybe there's a relative who forgot something there and they're just checking, or, or his wife said, can you do me a favor, can you pick up my alarm clock? I left it there in the summer house. I'm not sure that would be, going into a bedroom is not exactly uh, activity that only a Ganov would do. She's the one that said aim at low, not, not high. Okay, so you have to die in each case, but I'm just here for the column over here. It's a very serious thing and in line with Maka and other things we're worried about. You have to be very careful and you can't leave it to chance. And if it's something that nobody in the right mind would attempt to do unless you're a god of, then it's Takamutur. If you did it anyway, and they came into the yard and they got hurt, as we said before, the first Gemara, you wouldn't have to pay because they shouldn't be in your property. But that doesn't amount to doing the Isser in the first place. So far, so good. Next, go back to the first copy. I want to introduce the next part because we're not yet finished with the main shayla. Can you set up a situation where the guy might be initial in order to find them? So if you take a look at page three, it's a little cut off at the top. I'll just introduce this and then we'll uh, see tomorrow. This is a very fascinating insight into Lifnaiva in general, this next part, and it's going to be used as an introduction for Shlomo Zalman on it. So you have a machaber in Hilchas Ribis. You see Sif Chavbez? Mutter lovus beribis mibnei pikuach nefesh. I did in Hilchas Ribis. Machaber says you can loan somebody ribis for pikuach nefesh. Rather, let me say it this way: you'll understand what the chilek is. You could borrow money and pay ribis if it's pikuach nefashis. Now you're all wondering what in the world. Can the case be? A Jewish guy only lends on What was that? Uh, borrowing from a Jewish guy who always lends. What's the pikul of nefesh? We're not talking about well, a loan shark who's going to hurt the guy and drop him to the bottom of the moat with the crocodiles if he doesn't pay back. Yeah. We're giving a heter. Uh, what? In case of Pidgey Shuyim. Yes. Where, uh, where the only exactly. Uh, a- he needs money. Pidgey Shuyim right now. Or Nebuch is a poor person. He's hungry. Or I'll give you a scenario. There are 100 poor people. What, I pick a number like that? 100 poor people in two Ks, 50 apiece. Nobody unless... Well, Avi, you're always hazarding from five years ago, so you would know. And, and he knows them all by heart also. So, uh, so why would you look... Why would you Bob Rivers? Well, you could start supporting 100 Nevi'im, and you could be a gear yourself and run out of money quickly because it's expensive. That's 100 Nevi'im in the family. And then you want to borrow money, like $100,000 a week. Or a month, and uh, most people in the ancient world were just poor or lower middle income, and the only person you borrow from is the prince. No, princes are nice; they live in palaces behind moats, but they're nice people, unless they're not. And the prince available then was Yehiram, who was the son of uh, Achav and Izevel. I needn't tell you more. Uh, he might have been a little bit firmer. We'll get to that soon. But um, he went over to Yehiram and he said, "I have a serious problem. I need cash." I think, I didn't say this over the Navi Shir because I know we'd probably get to it maybe in nine years in the Navi Shir. Uh, why? Yehiram wasn't born yesterday. He's going to be the next king, unfortunately. Uh, right now he's a prince, just a rich young prince. Achav was phenomenally wealthy, even as kings go. He controlled the entire world. He, like, he was phenomenally wealthy. And Yehiram was um, extremely wealthy. 
which would beg the question, somebody needs a loan, he's a very credible tzaddik-type fellow like your chief of staff, Avad Janavi. Like, why would you want to give him a loan? He says he needs a loan. Answer is, uh, Yaron would say, and take this with a grain of salt, he would say, no, you've got to make a living. That's ridiculous. First of all, you don't have to make a living. He never made a living before. He was born into it. And number two, it's in his device of ribbis. I'm pretty sure he didn't ask him what it was for, and I'm also pretty sure that he knew what it was for. Why would Avadja all of a sudden need to borrow $100,000 very frequently? He didn't have any side habits that needed that kind of money because Avadja was Avadja and he was a Sadiq Adar. The Pella is, Yehurim didn't say anything, even though his mother, Izevel, was the one killing all the Ravim, why they had to be hidden in the first place. So why was he doing this? So either he was a tad better than Izevel, or the money was good, or both. Just the introduction. So here we have a scenario. Vajah HaTzadik is borrowing huge sums of money from Yehurim, a Russia, and he's paying him 17%. Is that Mutter Rasser? So comes the Machaber, he said, No, normally it's an Issa Doresa, serious, serious Issa of Ribis, but they got to feed the Naveen, they're going to starve. So the Machaber comes and tells you if there's ever a scenario, you're saying the Layelenu, Pigeon Shvuyim, you need the money quickly, and nobody wants to give it for free. The din is you can pay Ribis, and Pekul Hafoshis is Deche. The problem is, Believe it or not, the Taz is going to ask this. We're going to see the Taz tomorrow night in Mitzvah Shem. Taz is going to ask. He's not arguing in the Machaber over here. It's a very unusual Taz. Probably the only one I, I know of, I think. He doesn't argue. He just doesn't understand. What is he doing here? This is Pashut. Everything is Nitcha Mibnei Pekuch Nefashis. Except for the Gimel of Eris Nechamers. I need a Machaber to tell you you can be involved in the Yisadari Saribis for Machem Pekuch Nefashis. The guy lending you he unfortunately is Yehurim, so he's not listening. But from him, it's not him, he has to, he, on Pekot, and that's push it, and that's push it also. Just go tell that to Yehurim. I'm happy, that's why I preface, I'm happy he didn't tell his mother. He either he didn't say because he didn't really want to kill Zinavim, he thought his mother went too far, or the money was good. Probably the latter, or a mix. Whatever it is, he was fine with the deal and he was not offering any money for free. So, what's the Kiddush over here? And you'll see when we look into the Shiloh, the Taz, what the answer is going to be. It's going to be very Nagea to Liv Naivir, and Mr. Shem will take that up tomorrow night. Can you the, um, the 